Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to seanbeginnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to seanmcginnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode. Welcome to the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast with your hosts, Sean Geek and Fast Fret. Brothers, nerds, <laughs> geeks, musicians, dads. All the above. All the above. And uh, this week, finally, it's about time. I got my act together here. We finally have Jarrett Chorowski back on the show. How you doing, buddy? Uh, not bad. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Good. I... Uh, I apologize for the delay getting you back on this, the pandemic uh, took its toll. I think on me, I thought there was like a mail-in campaign to keep me off or something. <laughs> nope. No, nothing like that. You, you, didn't, you, get, you didn't get my letter. <laughs> so what are you drinking there, sir? Oh, uh, I think it's Jack Daniels. It's honey whiskey. Mm. Oh, Todd's on his water. I think. Yep. Oh. No water, but bubbly, bubbly water, bubbly. I am yeah. on. Um, <laughs> I, I actually, with the with the pandemic, I, I didn't actually want to leave my house, so I'm actually dug into Sylvie's stock of Malibu and Seven Up. <laughs> Whatever. Wow. I don't know. I was actually I was driving to the to the LC, and I'm like, I, I don't want to go in. I don't want to go in. It's like a weird moment of panic. I don't know. Sorry. You know, anyway. noticed uh, Sean's wall um, beside him. He's he's rearranged. Did some re- rearranging. Yeah, uh, a lot of it is stuff purchased from your store. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you kind of look like a store back there. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, some action figures up there. Uh, all my Union Jack stuff uh, yeah and all my excalibur stuff's on the wall now and what else i got a uh, group up there gordon shumway gordon shumway behind me yep yeah He's back there and i got my captain america helmet and shield back there too an elf an elf yeah gordon shumway so yeah so how how have you been? It's been a while since you were on the show. A lot of shit has happened in the world between the last appearance and this one. Uh, not too bad, I guess. I mean, the store's still open. You know, still feeding my kid and my dog. Uh, kind of still thankful that I can have people into the store because that's ninety nine percent of my social interaction right now, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, I think I remember the last time that I was on the podcast, I made a joke about dating the podcast because of the pandemic joke. I don't think aged very well. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, good. We, uh, all have our shots or at least the first ones stores doing good. Dog's good. Does your son have his shot? Yeah. He had his oh. on Friday. Oh, sweet. Our, yeah, like three, four days ago. Oh, awesome. Yeah, my kids are too young still. <clears throat> yeah, uh, my son's 15, so he's in that 12 to 17 yeah. bracket. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I think Todd's going for number two. Probably must be soon, eh, Todd? Well, uh, when I went, I went through work, and uh, they, were, they had the AstraZeneca. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I don't know if they just don't have any to ship or the have any to bring or there's something to do with the 
with the best before date and whatnot. I'm not too sure what happened with that. But they sent an announcement today saying that the people who have had the AstraZeneca can go and get the Pfizer or Moderna. Yes. Oh. So I don't know when they did the test, how they did the tests, um, if they know what the long term is going to be by mixing these. I don't know. Some people say it's better because now you're hitting it from different angle. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. But um, I, I would like it to be, you know, be available back at work so that I can just kind of go there and, and not have to go downtown. And uh, although it's nice that they have free parking, uh, if you do go get it downtown at RBC, uh, that makes a big difference to so just park downstairs, go up, get it done. I think now they've got it, they've got it down pretty down pat where you kind of go in and within, you know, 20 minutes, a half hour, you're out of there. When did you go, Jarrett? Recently or a little while ago? Uh, well, for my own shot, um, because of my age at the time, I could only take the AstraZeneca. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, about four weeks ago. And that was at like a Safeway pharmacy. So it was, you know, the two-seater just in and out. I have to wait the 15 minutes after the shot. So I kind of hung out with the cheese section, which was a lot of fun. Pick <laughs> um, up some Bothwell. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I think maybe a couple of weeks after I got the shot is when they started getting more Pfizer and Moderna. So had I waited, mm-hmm. I might've maybe had my second shot by now, but I'm very happy to take the AstraZeneca because at the time that was my best option. Uh, so we did that and you are right. They are going to mix and match. I believe they're looking at maybe an eight week between your first AstraZeneca shot and your second uh, Pfizer or Moderna. Right. Um, yeah, mine was at the end of March. Yeah, you when I had mine years ago. Yeah. So it was a while back. So I, I could do it. So they do do it uh, if you wanted to go to say Shoppers or one of those places. Do they actually uh, give it out there as well? Uh, I think they're starting to give out some of the other shots, but they aren't. I know they're not giving the AstraZeneca for the first shot unless there's a health problem or like a mobility issue, um, and. I guess most people, their second shot still wouldn't fall in, I think it was 12 weeks. So we can take the second shot earlier if we take a, the different strand. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens as a reaction. So did you have a reaction at all after your first one? Uh, not really. I mean, my arm was a little sore, but I mean, that's probably almost everybody. And uh, I was a little tired the next day. I had warned people like my regulars in the accounts that I was going to get my shot on a Monday. I don't know how I'm going to feel on a Tuesday. So maybe call or message before you show up. Right. And it's the day before new book day. So it's not a completely important day. Um, and I had all my work done by about one thirty, and I was kind of tired. So had I not warned people I might've left, home early i probably could have stayed and just like just sat in the chair but you know i just kind of took half day off and yeah yeah sat on the couch with my dog yeah and sean just got his not yeah. long ago not too long ago uh yeah. it was in may or wait no sorry in uh may yeah yeah that's right yeah no the beginning of may yeah we were um everyone was eligible in my we were a hot spot area and then once that happened then i just signed up right away Apparently, uh, there's a lot of parties in my end of town. We're number one. Yes. Slurpees, murder capital, and <laughs> COVID. Yeah. It's a threefer. Something to be proud of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know when they were starting to announce the hot spots. Uh, maybe that was about two months ago, where it was kind of starting around downtown and around certain schools. And it's like, and if you're on this side of Sherbrooke, great. If you're by Notre Dame, all right. North of Notre Dame. It's like, I'm like south. I'm literally like 15 feet away from the north side of the street. (laughs) Frustrating. Yeah, but I mean, I don't want to say thankfully, but I mean, obviously, but the hotspots kept growing and growing and growing and that allowed more people to get the shot. Um, Not that they were like jumping in front of the line or anything, but it was kind of better to open it up more than it is waiting for people who might be dragging their heels or yeah. might have other reasons not to take the shot, whatever that is. 
Um, even like when I got my first shot, I still knew people who worked in hospitals and teachers and, you know, even people who were working in grocery stores probably should have had it before me, but I just kind of got in line like everyone else did that morning. So, or morning, it just still took me a while to like, you know, hit refresh and refresh and refresh to get my, my uh, appointment, just like booking a campsite these days. But have you I, tried to book a campsite? Uh, no, not recently, but I, I remember what it used to be like. Oh, it's worse. It's yeah. Yeah, they, they crash the system. You try and log in. You, you wait, 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 wait. What was it like four or five hundred line or something? It was just something ridiculous this year. Yeah, and then who even knows if you can go? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you you can't go like with a friend, and we have it was, it was so dry and so windy. You could have maybe went, but you couldn't have a fire. And well. yeah, we we booked some holidays in July that we're going to be canceling right away we uh it wasn't going anywhere special we were going to hang out in portage the prairie for a day and we we're just going to just kind of stick around the province but we booked this like ages ago when it looked like it was, there was a downward trend right but under the assumption that if things do get worse we the way we booked in the places we booked we we were able we're able to cancel at no charge for like a week before or something so we're like, well, let's book it and we'll have it if we can use it. And, you know, because we need to get out of this house. Like both my wife and I both work from home. My wife's not working now. She's one of those people that wasn't allowed to go to work, which is frustrating. I've, I've got a whole, <laughs> a whole angry side about, about that. And it all, you have. If only you had some platform where you could vent to people. Yeah, I know. I wish I wish I could get on someone's podcast or something. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know anybody, Jared? Uh, no, well, like no friends, but you know, I might know one or two people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's a bone of contention in our house because the only reason that hairdressers are closed, a hundred percent of the reason is because it's not regulated. So there's no governing body in Canada or Manitoba or anything. It's just, you get your license, you go cut hair, you go work at a salon. Um, But if you're a massage therapist, it's regulated. And if they're going to shut down massage therapists, then they have to shut all of them down. And it's got to be not approved, but it has to go through. It has to go through a process if you're going to shut them down. And it's like, it's not even worth our time. We'll just let them stay open. You know, but with hairdressers, it's like, okay, well, no one's going to object, so we'll just shut them down. And, you know, mm. that's the only reason. So this is Sylvie's third shutdown. And it's frustrating because then as soon as she's back up, she's going to be working, you know, 60 hour a week or whatever it is, or 70 hour a week, whatever, whatever it ends up being. I'll be a single dad during that time. And she's going to get burnt out and yeah, maybe she'll make good money for the time that she's open. And then maybe she's open for two months and then she'll close again. So it's just, it's very, very frustrating, financially frustrating. Cause we don't know what to expect. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to plan. So yeah, it's my big bone of contention. Well, it's sort of, I guess maybe the opposite way of the reason why I can still be open, I think. Um, when they had announced the next round of restrictions, I really thought, I was hoping not to be like locked down because if I was locked down for two weeks, I'm still getting product in and I would have no way to sell it. Yep. But I was prepared and honestly loved that surprise to say that I wasn't being, say, limited to only curbside. Yeah, but I but I think because they don't want to go through the whole thing of when the box stores could only sell. Well, I guess it wasn't essential like right to begin with, but they could still still sell toys, and magazines, and books, and they were allowed to be open, whereas I was not allowed to be open. And then that changed, um, like for the non-essentials it was easier for them to say, let the big box stores be open in limited capacity. 
but to be open and to not limit what they could sell than it is to, to tarp it off or put on like the, you know, do not cross tape. And, yeah. Um, because if they were allowed to be open again, but I had to close and other comic book stores and role-playing game stores and card stores, EB games, any stores like that, um, you can't say, what, can we use store names? Um, maybe. Okay. So big box stores that like the color blue sell a lot of <laughs> the same stuff that smaller stores do. Yep. So unless they're not allowed to sell certain things, then we can still be open. If they had said, well, no, just essential, right? Like just say yeah, food, yeah. clothes, prescriptions, shampoo, whatever, then we probably would have closed. And I honestly think it was easier to let us open. Not, and again, this is how I make a living. I don't want to be locked down or curbside, but might not have been a bad idea. And you know, as it is right now, I can only let three people in my store. Yeah. And curbside, you know, people who buy their Batman comics every month could still come in and pick up the stuff outside and, and, you know, pan line. But I just didn't think they wanted to close down the big box stores again. And that's why I'm still open. If for, you know, better or worse. That's an interesting, I didn't even think that that way. That's a very interesting theory. I think there might be some validity to that because, you know, the big box stores control a lot of money and a lot of taxable income to the government. And the last time they had to limit limit what they were selling, I'm no sure cards. The head of the blue yes. store and what's that? What's that, Todd? No, no cards. No birthday cards. Nothing like that. Yeah. Uh, wrapping paper, uh, briefly, I think, for like for around Christmas time too. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh crap. We, How much do we have left? <laughs> I remember we had bought our like we're we're. When it comes to Christmas, we're very organized because in December, so that's probably Sylvie's like busiest, one of the busiest times of the year. So in December, we don't have time to do anything. There's no Christmas shopping. There's no nothing. Like it's, she works crazy hours. So we're always, we always have our stuff done kind of at the end of November anyway. So we, we had everything we needed, luckily. And then she had December off, which was not a good month to be closed. No, no, you no. Know, that's big money. That's possibly the second biggest money maker time of the year for her. So, you know, Christmas parties. You know, people get photo for photo for Christmas cards. Yep, yeah. It's it's that and that season and wedding season like are the two biggies, right? So she's lost out on both. So you know, did you get holidays last year? Me? Yeah. Did you take off for holidays? I didn't take, I took time, but I didn't go anywhere. I played video games at home. Like I said, I can't remember now if you had taken actual holidays or not. Uh, no, I did because they kind of make you. What about you, Jared? Did you end up taking time off or is like, well, I was closed. There's my holidays or what did you do? Uh, when I was doing curbside, think most of november and part of december then maybe the last two weeks in december i could be like let people into the store again which is kind of hard to figure out like how much stuff to bring in and how, how, who's going to be there and i still know a lot of people downtown so uh i did take a little bit of extra days off but was Christmas a Saturday last year or on a weekend? Yeah, I think it was on a weekend this year, yeah. Or last yeah, year. so it didn't affect me too much. Um, so not more than normal, but I don't tend to take a lot of time off anyway. Yeah. Uh, not going to Florida in, in February, that was different. But Oh, you, you, what, do you go to Florida in February every year? Uh, no, well, when Mason was... Five. That was the first time he went to Florida to Disney World, and he's gone every other year since then. Oh wow! So cool. he was going to go. Can you be my dad? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've never been. You know, to you know, I, I'm, I'm single. You know. <laughs> oh yes. 
Well, but, but you have a paying job. Yeah. Will you uh, pay I've, for your share of food? Would I pay for my share of food? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Then sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been lucky that I've worked the whole time. Lucky in, in some respects and maybe unlucky in other respects, but my work is really busy. And it's to the point I know everyone's like, oh, during the pandemic, did you, you know, did you finish reading all that stack of books you wanted to read? Or did you write your novel? Or did you, you know, did you record that album? You always like, and everyone's always talking about that. I'm like, I was, there was a period there where it was, you know, 637 in the morning to 637 at night, every night. And then sometimes I would actually get off at five just so I could feed the kids and then go back on at nine o'clock and then work till midnight. So there was a lot of, there was a you know big period of doing that. And I'm like, did you have time to write your, no, I was fucking working, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know, but I did finish a book though. Last year, I did finish writing a book last year. So pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jared, I'm always working on something. And I'm always like, hmm, I wonder if I could sell it at Jared's store. <laughs> I was willing to give it a shot. Yeah. Well, you sold my comic book back in the day. I think you sold, I think what we sold, what, three copies or something? Something like that. Something like that. Simca? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, something I wanted to do and I did it. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, there's there's a lot of talent in the city and... I would say maybe like 20 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, that maybe the support for the talent wasn't always there. But I think it's definitely gotten better about people trying to find, like even you know, pre-pandemic, um, a lot of people supporting uh, local talents and whether it being their own comic or a fanzine or anything like that. Um, you know, people getting a table at a convention or the, and I forget what it's called, the... Uh, on the free comic book day, when we had them, there was that sort of uh, convention at the library. And that was oh, mostly yes. local yeah. people. Yep. So like, that's amazing. And at least it's a draw to bring a lot of people who are like-minded to the same place. It's I've not always had great success selling that kind of stuff in my store, but I always want to try to support it. Sure. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah, I think I think it's easier now. Technology's better too, like for putting your stuff out there. Um, I'm contemplating how to release the book that I wrote and just figuring out like how do I want to do this? But I have options. There's tons of options. I I can self-publish tomorrow at no cost to myself if I want. Or okay. I can spend a little bit of money and, you know, go through like McNally Robinson or something and do it there or you know, there's so many options. You don't need to have an agent. You don't need to have, and that's just for books, like for seed, like you can make a CD at home. You're like of your own music much easier than you could before garage band is, or sorry, garage band. <laughs> sorry, Todd. No, people always make fun of me and Todd for calling it garage. Garage, garage, potato, potato. Yeah, but I mean, you can make your own CD at home using GarageBand, and it sounds great. Yeah, it sounds really good. Like um, the guy we had on our show, Todd. Um, oh my god, <laughs> I can't there's, remember. There's, there's so many digital options yeah. to do it, do it at home with your own laptop or desktop or whatnot. Yeah, with all these VSTs and all these inserts and stuff that you can put in through programs. It's, it's, it's quite, it's quite powerful nowadays. But even like having a blog online, anybody can do that. Like it's, I don't know, it's, it's a kind of a new, a new day for doing, being a creative, I guess. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway. Vlogs, vlogs, podcasts. <laughs> All right. Let's, we, we actually have a list of topics here that we, we thought would be, appropriate. <laughs> we actually put them in a little list here. You know, I was thinking uh, a little bit earlier, like this went before we started, and I know I shouldn't, but like I can see both of you. Yeah. 
And for some reason, I want to put on a mask. What? It's like, well, I can see your face. Yeah. I'm not supposed to see Oh, you face. want to put on? Yeah. It's weird, eh? You're not yeah. supposed to see your face? Well, no, because if you're outside or especially if I'm at my store, I'm always wearing a mask. Oh, I see. I don't so used to seeing face. It's like <laughs> I don't recognize anybody from the nose down. <laughs> I, right? I know. I waved at somebody uh, earlier today because I thought I knew who they were. And I still, there's people I've known for more than 20 years where it ha- takes me a second to go, oh, it's you. Yeah, exactly. Because you're just, and the, the, just the expression with the mouth, I've also found like myself using my hands a lot more and I never really used to do that. Like even if it's just say numbers or trying to like, you know, doing Pictionary or whatever, not, that's not Pictionary, charades. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just talking to somebody who's not, you know, part of my family. And I can see their lips move. It's kind of weird. It is weird, yeah. Yeah, Todd and I have been doing this every week, so now it's like, I guess we're used to it now. Yeah, Yeah, well, and when you're at home, you don't wear one, so it's just when you go out or get groceries or just going to work, so. All right, here's what Todd really wanted to talk about. We've actually put it off two (laughs) weeks now (laughs) because we just veer off in a different direction, so I think we need to go back to this one, Todd. Sure. So I'm going to read it verbatim. This is, <laughs> this is Todd's actual verbiage. My verbiage. Yeah. So segment back in my day, dot, dot, dot. We had to wait and hit record to keep a song we wanted. It was an art form. So Jared, do you remember listening to the radio, waiting for the song to come on and, and having the pause the play and the record hit and you're just ready to hit that pause button to, to get it going. I do remember that. Pretty sure I missed the first couple of seconds of a bunch of songs. And you also just hope that the DJ didn't actually say anything at the end of the song. So you can get the whole thing. Oh God. Yeah. 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 That was their art form. They would talk until well, the actual song started. It's, you know, it's takeoff. Um, and then the same thing at the end. So that you'd have to kind of be quick, quick on the yeah. draw. Yeah. They, a lot of the times you really need to know when, like when the singer would actually start singing, because they could talk for three seconds or they could talk for 10 seconds and it wouldn't matter. Just as long as it's on the song singing. Right. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. right. But the guitar is like the most important part of the song and they'd be talking over the guitar part. I remember so many times like, shut up, I'm recording. Yeah. <laughs> Like Barracuda, dun, 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 dun. it's like talking before she starts singing and talks for about three and a half minutes before she does start singing. Yep. Yeah. So why do you want to talk about this one, Todd? Uh, just the way things have progressed. I mean, I remember back in the day, I had like an AM radio. This like is going to be a transistor, transistor radio. It, said it was called kids. Tradition With Crystals. Or, and- yeah. So yeah. I would have, I'd have this under my pillow on low to listen to the radio at night. Uh, and then, then came the bigger radio where you could actually play tapes on it. But the thing is, the one that I had, had a defect where if you started playing something on the tape deck and you hit stop, the record head would come up enough <laughs> just to be able to put a blank spot. Ooh. on the cassette so we'd ruin the cassette and you tried not to hit stop <laughs> as much as possible but when you're trying to learn a song and you've you've gone through a part it's like okay well i don't need to learn this part i'll stop it if there's a dead spot in the tape it doesn't matter then i can rewind it and and redo it again um but then after that came of course when you're when you're younger you don't have the money to go buy every you know LP or cassette at the time. So you're just kind of limited to radio. LP children yeah. <laughs> is a and, long play vinyl record. And the best time to do the recording is usually Christmas Eve. Cause I think that's when they do the, um, kind of the history of the year or all the top hits or something or other where they would play them. So that was a good time to be able to to record what you wanted to do. 
but um, it was, you know, you'd hear the song start, you'd run from wherever you were sitting or standing and try to get to the cassette player. And hopefully you had something in there ready to go. And they had to put out the garbage. Todd, (laughs) no, no, the other way. (laughs) Yeah. And just, and you had to make sure that because uh, a lot of the cassettes that I had, of course, couldn't afford to buy cassettes. My grandfather was a big, you know, recorder. He, uh, he did a lot of his uh, wrestling and stuff that he would record and, and other stuff and music. Commentary. So what he would do is, is um, he had the tab broke off so that yeah. you, couldn't, you couldn't hit record. So you had to basically stick a piece of a wad of paper in your mouth and then stick it in that little <laughs> divot so that when you put the cassette in, that little thing would come up so that I, you could actually record. Yeah, it was that or using like scotch tape or something if that was strong enough. Yeah, or or scotch tape. Yeah, just but, like video cassettes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same thing with the video cassettes. So if you wanted somebody to tape over it, some of them had the slider and some of them had a... Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the slider, yeah. 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 I've got tapes, like not audio tapes, video tapes. I've got video Super 8, I think it's Super 8, Super 8 tapes that you can't buy a player for anymore yeah um or no their video you know eight millimeter is what they are hmm? eight, eight millimeter that was the sony version so digital I've, digital yeah so i still need to convert all those tapes to now because i mean i've got both my kids when they first started riding their bikes and stuff i mean all all those memories and stuff so i want to try and uh try and preserve those but that's old technology. Yeah, we have an old movie that we recorded on digital. A movie that Todd and I made that we need to convert. Is it on digital? It was on a VHS, wasn't it? It was converted to a VHS, yeah. But there's a so, digital version somewhere. Oh, maybe I still have the uh, eight millimeter version. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be funny because I remember watching some of the footage, and I remember Sean. When we were, when we first moved here, uh, we we're at the travel lodge, and uh, mom and dad, I think, when mom and dad just come back from Argentina or something, and they were staying at the travel lodge, so we went to visit them, and we we're in the hot tub and we we're in the pool and stuff, and I remember video footage of that. So there's, there's just a mishmash of things. Uh, Paul and Carol's, uh, my aunt and uncle's uh, Christmas party, uh, Dave and Rhea's Christmas party with my grandmother when she was still alive. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's all these memories that um, that we have that we kind of try to get back out. So, do you have anything like that that you ever did? Like when you were younger, you just did a bunch of recording and and figured you'd uh, you know look at them maybe later on in life. Uh, no. Well, I guess when my son was young, we yeah had the digital. It was like DGX or something, but yeah, the digital tape. Right. And we do like some home movies, but uh, my parents never did that. I don't know of anyone in my family that really did that. I mean, I felt like shoeboxes and shoeboxes full of photos. Yeah. But like nothing on tape. Videotape back then was really expensive. I think videotape for us was only in the 90s, I guess, or something. Well, what about running to hit record? off the radio when you you heard the song that you wanted that you really wanted to record you got a story there for us uh not necessarily just for the one sort of song but i do remember when i had the opportunity like taping you know dr demento or something like that so it was more like a whole program okay or um like maybe when air force still had their radio program or they would oh. they would run their old stuff on cbc um, yeah. But again, that was more of a set time. Yeah. Frantic times. Hmm? Are you familiar with frantic times, Jared? Oh, four on the floor. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's what we, yeah, Todd used to record a bunch of those. Yeah. I recorded. It was funny. I was like, what is this? So I was recording it and this, this was pretty good. Oh, I love, oh yeah. They even had a show for a while, a TV, an actual TV. Well, I, yeah. The, I think the show was four on the floor, but it was the frantics. Yeah. It was the frantics. Yeah. It's like Mr. Canoe head. And... Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that brings like just a flood of memories now. Yeah. Wow. That comedy was so freaking good. We like we lived in the Maritime, so the comedy back home, 
like whatever made it on the air, like usually on CBC or whatever, like that stuff was, I mean, that's what's, uh, that's what's on CBC now. It's like a lot of comedy from the East coast, but we grew up there, but I don't, Frantics was the only comedy I remember hearing on the radio. I don't know if the comedy scene was that big in our neck of the woods. Like what was the comedy that you're hearing out here, Jarrett? Cause you're, you're a Winnipeg or true born and bred, right? Uh, yeah. Like what was the hot comedy thing back then? Was it frantics and what, what was there? Well, well, on the radio, I think it was probably just the frantics and uh, air fires. Cause people like kids in the hall. I don't think they were ever radio. Yeah. And that was, I mean, there was a lot of, Again, the floor on the floor and Codco, Cyrus 22 minutes, Air Farce when they went to TV. So I think mostly it was stuff that was uh, on TV. Um, but the yeah. radio was, yeah, just those two and maybe Dr. Demento. Um, where, where were you listening to Dr. Demento? Like, where was that on? Oh, I don't remember what it was exactly, but I did have one of those. Um, not that the CBC radio, but something you could dial in and get something from halfway around the world. Oh, cool. Radios. Um, and then I had a friend of mine who used to tape a lot of the uh, Air Force and Dr. Demento and g- give me the tapes. I used to tape a lot of um, smoking. Well, I, I taped smoking the bandit, just what? the audio, just the audio, just the audio. Cause that was pre VHS, right? And Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was way. That was that was my god. That was back home, and I had a little black and white TV in my room, and I was watched. You know, you watch the show, and then you press record on the tape recorder, so that you could listen to it later. So, yeah, that was the extent. You had to use your imagination back then <laughs> to relive it. Well, just like a radio play. Yeah, yeah, just like a radio play. Yeah. But, but a lot of things only exist now because of people like you doing that kind of stuff, like Doctor Who episodes or, I mean, a lot of stuff from the 50s and 60s, which where the tapes just don't exist anymore. You only get the audio. And if you're lucky, maybe some, maybe somebody took a photograph of what was on the screen. Yeah. Um, well, you can maybe do some animation now if you have an idea of what things looked like. But yeah, a lot of things only exist now because of that. I'm wondering if she can hear your voice. <laughs> She's making funny faces. Um, so what's your favorite ride at Disneyland? Uh, well, I've been to Disney World only in Florida. Okay. But I'm going to assume my answer is probably the same, the Haunted Mansion. Mm. Um, now, is that the same as, say, you know, you know what they have? Well, I'm sure it's like day and night. But when they have the X here and they have these rides and they have these big you know things where they have mazes and whatnot are they even close to that or is it like just leaps and bounds it's not even doesn't even touch it well i mean like the haunted mansion and like most things at disney do have a story behind the ride or i guess within the ride so um they're almost always dark rides you don't really see kind of what's behind the curtain so to speak so they're more rides. They're not like walkthroughs. No, they, there's very few walkthroughs. Although Haunted Mansion was originally supposed to be a walkthrough. But it's basically a sit-down ride where you sit in a Doom buggy. And then you just kind of go on your way. And there's music being played and scary-ish stuff, I guess. Depends on how old you are. Because like a Jurassic Park thing where they stick in a thing and in a vehicle. Then you drive on a track and then... You know, you don't have much control of what's going on around you. Yeah, it's basically like that. Oh, and the parts of the Caribbean might be maybe my second favorite one. Uh, but same idea. You're basically in a boat, but you're basically static. Or in the boat, and the boat moves, and you just basically watch like a little stage play, I guess, going on. Or different acts of a play. Right. Have you been to Vegas? Uh, no. I've wanted to, but I haven't been um plan at one point was to go for our 10th anniversary but we had mason instead so that kind of changed the plans a little bit ah. and just never got around to it what about niagara what about niagara falls uh probably when i was like 11 or 12 that's where we went for a honeymoon it was, it was like because we're i don't know sylvia and i are 
two children all the time. So we went there and we, you know, we did the wax museum and I mean, Todd and I grew up in New Brunswick, so we had no, we had nothing. We had no X. There was nothing at the level of the X. Right. The X, I mean, it is pretty good. The X in Winnipeg here is pretty good, but I mean, compared to what they had in Niagara Falls, it was day and night. So it's not even close, but they had some really wicked roller coasters out there. And then they had the last time we went, I don't, I don't I'm curious if you've tried these, Jarrett, they're, um, you're in a seat, your seat moves. There's like wind blowing at you at key points. Uh, it, it, your seat moves and kind of rocks back and forth based on it. And you're actually, uh, it was a zombie killing one. So you actually cool. have a gun plugged into your, I think into your seat and you can actually shoot the zombies on the screen and you're all in the audience trying to shoot the zombies in the screen as they're chasing you and you're in this like Jeep or something. And it's an interactive like first person shooter roller coaster, but you're in your seat, but your seat's moving and, and rumbling. And it was, have you ever tried anything like that? Was there any good rides like that at Disneyland? Uh, well, not when I was there. Um, guess maybe they knew i think it's the smugglers run might be the closest thing where you're like in the cockpit of the main falcon and that'll move around and everyone has like a job to do like for either with the laser guns or the shields or the engines oh cool um, star tours is a little bit like that but again you're all sort of sitting in a shuttle you're not in control of anything but it definitely moves up and down and rumbles and if you get shot at you'll you know shake and Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. But nothing where I got to shoot anything. There was, um, we, we did, Todd, do you remember that ride? There was a ride back in, in Shediac, like at the one they had. And it was the first time. So you're actually, it's like a mini movie theater with like 12 seats in it. And you're in this, like, looks like a spaceship or something. And they close the doors and it's all dark. And there's a video screen in front and the whole thing moves. I was that at the Coliseum. No, like a car show or something? No, no, that was in Shidiac. Okay. Lobster Festival. I remember Oh, at the one. festival. Okay. Yeah. So I mean the whole can the whole canister that everyone's in. You gotta go down, kiddo. Um, it, it moved. Like your individual seat didn't move, but the whole structure moved. And uh you're in a submarine, I guess. Oh, she's not comfy. Okay, you wanna go down? <laughs> She just uses me <laughs> for affection. She's done now. Um, but uh, the whole thing would move and there was a video and it was supposed to be under the water and you're fighting like an octopus. And I remember, I remember at the time thinking, oh my God, this is so cool. We actually have something like this in Shidiac. And then uh, it was a certain point of the video, the sea creatures attacking and coming at the screen at you or whatever. And you're like, then the whole cans was like or whatever. And then I could see the guy's legs under the sea creature. <laughs> <laughs> it just totally killed everything. It was like, oh, okay. It was like a low effects, like <laughs> B movie. Or it's like watching movie. Star Wars for the first time and seeing the wheels underneath the vehicles yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, except for the legs, that kind of sounds like what the Star Tours is at Disney. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, whole thing yeah. is moving around and yeah. banking when you're in space, or yeah, probably better quality, I'm sure. <laughs> um, well, Disney probably has a couple of extra bucks more, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we had the low key stuff. We went to Prince Edward Island. Oh yeah, from New Brunswick, uh, Cape Tormentine. Went took the ferry. That was the big thing. Took the ferry. We rented a hotel. They had a pool. Uh, we went to, uh, I don't know what the place was called, but they had Alice in Wonderland and uh, Humpty Dumpty and all these different theme things uh, and the houses and the, was it the, um, they had a full replica of pigs and they had a, a full replica of a little house on the prairie, all the buildings, miniature town yeah. of that. Did <laughs> they blow them up at the end? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Oh. no, that would have been awesome. And they had a big slide, huge slide came down, made out of wood. 
Oh, of course, made out of wood. You got a splinter in your ass <laughs> when you came down. <laughs> jammed in it. And, and oh yeah, it was jammed in. Hour, yeah, I remember that. And then yeah, it just kind of took my mind off of every, off of everything for the rest of the trip, just trying to get this stupid thing out of me. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was low tech back then. Yeah, low tech. Yeah. All right, I'm going back to the list here. Uh, I can't remember who put this on the list. I think Todd put this on. So digitizing your music collection versus streaming your music collection. Where, where, which side of the fence do you sit on, Jared? Um, generally speaking, probably digitizing. Although if I were ever to like rip a CD for that, I still like owning the physical CD just in case. You never know what's going to happen to a file. But um, when I can, I try to walk to work and that takes me about an hour and 15 minutes. And I'd rather listen to it like on my iPhone than like, you know, pay for the internet connection when I'm walking. Yes. Um, And it's also... I do normally like listening to like complete albums. So that's another kind of advantage of digitizing because you don't have to like make a mixtape. But when I'm at home or sometimes at the store, I'll just, you know, go to one of my created playlists on like Spotify or iTunes or Amazon or whatever and just play it that way. But normally digitizing because and not only do I like the complete album, I think a lot of the times albums are kind of be made that way. And if I have the entire album, it maybe forces me to listen to the whole thing as opposed to just listening to the A side or the two hits that or, it may or may or, not have. Or what they want you to listen to, or not the band, but what the service wants you to listen to. Yeah. So, or even sometimes, and I don't mind paying extra for a service, but. You know, like, here's a CD and the one song you can listen to from it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, like, uh, I don't know, if you know, like, John Prime, The Missing Years. It's, I think every song on that album is great, but it's also kind of the life story of somebody. So I, I have a favorite song from the album. Right. But it almost doesn't feel right not to listen to the whole thing because it's made to be like that. Yeah. And obviously to a larger extent, maybe say, you know, Tommy or The Wall or whatever. But it doesn't have to be the big, well-known albums that do that. Um, the Odds, what is it, Bed Bugs? Oh, yeah. It's also kind of like that, too. It's sort of a progression of a person. So I'd rather listen to the whole thing. And I think digitizing will make me do that more often. That's a good call out, The Odds. Now, did you ever have, did you ever listen to the CDs? On one of those Discman things? Uh, I did, yes. Now, and did you have the option of having... Because if, if you bought a disc, you basically you'd only have room for so many songs unless you put in... Unless your player would play data. And if it was data, you could put MP3s on as they were where you could fit way more music. So if you want to listen to you know four or five albums, you could do that on that type of a data disc, but on the regular music disc, when you created one, there was only actually enough room for, I think, was it a time thing? It was only allowing you like... 72 minutes kind of sounds right? Yeah, but something like yeah. that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so they kind of veered, they went from that to be able to you know, play your MP3s on those players. Then they came out with just a straight MP3 player where you didn't need a disc at all which is pretty much now, I think, when you're playing digital music, when you do download it, I think that's probably the most common uh, type. I mean, Wave takes a little more room, um, depending on, you know, how much room you have on your, on your, whatever you're playing playing it back on. Um, Well, I might have made more mixed tapes than I made mixed CDs, but when I was making the mixed CDs, I'm pretty sure I tried to keep to the same... Uh, compression that was actually on the CD because I don't remember doing a burnt CD of again like a mix CD and never having more than say 
15. Well, maybe if there were all Ramones, you could maybe have 20 songs, but <laughs> not a lot of songs. <laughs> um, but I will say, and I know it's not the talking, especially the two of you, the best way to listen to music, but what I am putting stuff on my phone or, and I still have iPods that I listen to. You and I only use them for music. You still actually have an iPod. A two, actually. Ah, sweet. I have two. Um, so I do know that the format of the songs on the iPads are not the best. But usually when I'm listening to the iPod, I'm vacuuming or doing laundry or walking. So the compression rate is not as important then. But if I were going to sit down and listen to something at home, I would rather have like sort of a pure file yeah. or, you know, whatever Neil Young keeps talking about, which, you know, it, it's true, but it also depends on like how you're listening to it, where you're listening to it. Um, like right now, I prefer to listen to an actual CD. Yeah. It just but, sounds better. Yeah. Were you a Napster? Like were you around when Napster and people were downloading back then and then Firewire came out and then, Frostwire and every other brand and you know came out with uh, mp3 downloads uh i was around for it but i never did it myself and maybe because i'm an old 46 year old um even though i rip most of the stuff through itunes so i can put it onto my ipod or my phone i still want the physical copy yeah right so uh, unless it's just something I couldn't find. But also at the time I wasn't very tech savvy. I probably could have done it if I put my mind to it, but I never really did that myself. Right. So we all have our iPods. So iPods aren't a thing anymore, right? Because now it's, it's a streaming device, which is probably your iPhone. They don't actually make a music only anything anymore right like it's either your tablet or your phone and that's yeah. it you can put yeah. you can put mp3s on your phone yeah oh i do i have lots yeah. of mp3s on my phone yeah i mean the ipod was only good for however close you were to your house like i could listen to like the radio player on my ipod if i was outside doing yard work but i don't think it was ever meant to be something that you could just take with you now if you were to put music on there then you could yeah. you know plug in the jack and listen to it that way but it was never meant to be like a like a smartphone where even if you're not around wi-fi you can still have a connection as long as you pay for it yeah yeah so i tried the other what the other day a couple months ago and i can't remember if it was amazon music or spotify and i tried to put it on the ipod and it said your device won't support this. And it's like, it's, I know iPods are old, but I didn't think they were that old. <laughs> yeah. They are. Yeah. Mine's probably, mine doesn't have any sort of Wi-Fi connection or anything remotely like that on my iPod. It's yeah. The radio was not free. an option. Yeah. Well, I have an antenna well, on mine to catch a radio, but I don't have anything to catch a Wi-Fi signal on mine. It's that old. Well, my, maybe mine's like a second generation or something, but it's, I can, because you'd have to do that to get the apps on the iPad, iPod too. So, oh, so you could actually just download apps too. Well, I used to. Oh, cool. I mean, I don't know what app I could download now, but um... basically, the I think the app, the iPods, and then they came out with the what was it before the phone? They were about the size of a phone. The only difference between that and the phone was that you could make the call. Otherwise, yeah, you could download um, all the different apps and stuff. Yeah, well, because I remember be like being on the roof listening to, you know, say the Jets play a game through a radio app. So I must have put the app on there myself. But even then, I would I need Wi-Fi. I couldn't like connect it to like a roaming service, but it was Wi-Fi yeah. active for sure. Wow! Right. Wow! I didn't know they. I, I didn't know the iPods had kind of crossed that that particular line. And then it, it'd be fascinating to find out to find out like when the iPhone replaced the iPod. Cause the first iPhones, like did they have the music capability too? I think it had everything. I, I think so. 
like that's a whole that's a whole art that we're that we've lost like the whole buying a cd ripping the cd putting the songs on your ipod or whatever other players they had was it guardians yeah. the galaxy 2 he actually gets a was it like <laughs> a, a, a jewel was it or a zoom a zoom? Zoom? zoom i think zoom player yeah that and was it could hold like 64 songs yeah or something <laughs> yeah it's funny but i had i had one of those I bought one. It was way cheaper to buy than an iPod, and it was crap. It was absolutely horrid. The iPod worked great, and in my, I still have mine, and it's like whatever the first generation or whatever, and it still works great. Yeah, like it. It works awesome. Well, I can still put music onto them, and I use them at the store because I just I have like an old, you know, radio alarm yeah. clock thing, and you can still plug the jack into it, and it and it's fine. Yep. Yeah, ditto. And yeah, the computer still recognizes it, so that's also good. And it still connects to iTunes. Like, yes, it does. It still does, yeah. Like, that's one, one thing they never get rid of. But I think at a certain point, I think Apple was kind of like, they, they started to scramble stuff. So I used to buy a fair amount of music from the Apple store. You know, you could buy an album for 10 or nine ninety nine or whatever it was at the time. Yeah, I bought stuff all the time, and they they used to have the through Starbucks or for whatever you could get a free song. Yes, and I used to go to Starbucks just to get the new free song, and I discovered a lot of great music that way. It was it was awesome, but back then you you know use your code, you go to the store, you download the MP3. It's on your it's on your iPod player because back then the iPods didn't. The only way they connected to an internet signal is if you plugged it into your computer. There was no Wi-Fi back then. So it was a thing to just, they would, you were paying to have a physical digital copy, I guess, of oh. the song. And then after a while, they started scrambling that when you downloaded it, you could only listen to it on your iPod. You couldn't listen to it in Windows Media Player or whatever else because you couldn't find the file. They would start, renaming the files or they would take the one song and break it into three parts so if you're trying to find the song on your ipod you can't like i don't know if you remember that or not but you'd have to go uh, in and, and rename the songs to what they're actually called oh yeah yes yes i don't know if you remember that yeah because it'd be like track one track two track three and it's like you obviously know what it is because it's, it's yeah. in front of you but yeah, but if you rename, I mean, it was a little bit of extra work, but it could at least still be done. Yeah, because I didn't always have my iPod. Sometimes I was just playing on Windows Media Player, right? So right. I wouldn't know what it was. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, I know too, and I don't know. They probably haven't done it for a while because I don't think they're too concerned about you know ripping up, ripping CDs anymore, but um there are some cds where i want to say like the circle being broken two won't like you can't rip the second disc because it's like basically copyright protected yep but even though you're physically ripping it from something which i guess doesn't mean that you own it like could have lent it to somebody yeah um but yeah every now and again i'll still come across some stuff that i just can't rip and the first time that happened to me, I thought there was something wrong with the disc. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just whatever that label or whatever that company they did for yeah. a couple of years. They're trying to find a way to lock the CDs down. So if you bought the CD, you could only listen to it in a CD player. You couldn't listen to the digital file digitally on, on a player on your computer. Like they were just locking those out. You'd have to put the CD into your computer to listen to it. And that was the only way. But sometimes I had some that wouldn't even play if I did that. Oh, like the it was just it blocked it. It's like nope. Like through a certain player, or just like on, on any CD. No, just like on. Well, yeah, on. I can't remember the I'm trying to remember the band now. I still have that CD. But you put it if you pop it into your CD player, it plays right. But if I pop right. it to my computer, you know, your computer would auto play a CD if you put it in. But it wouldn't play. It would just like it was almost like oh, you're using something other than a CD player. It's like it. It's like it knew it was detecting what what the reader was, what sort of laser reader it was. 
and just wouldn't let you do it. But yeah, it's like it's like ripped like games, like Wii games and stuff. I mean, you can make exact copies, but there's always something in the background that doesn't go over. So unless yeah. you've modded your unit, and same with like Disney movies, VHS, you couldn't copy them because they had something in there, basically a scrambler of some sort that wouldn't allow you to do it. But now I guess now that they they figured they figured it out. It's like we're not going to allow physical copies. We're going to have streaming services and you can listen to all the songs you want on the streaming service. You're never really properly downloading it to your phone. You can say download this so I can listen to it offline. But you're not really you don't really have copies of those songs on your phone or your iPad or whatever. So they've controlled it. So they found a way to monitor or to prevent people from ripping a CD. It's like, well, you don't need to anymore. You can just stream it. And they're doing that for movies now. And this ends part one with special guest Jarrett Chorowski from Comic Factory 4. Um, we had a really great conversation, but I wanted to keep the episodes closer to one hour in length. So we have taken the second portion of this conversation and moved it into part two, which you will hear next week, where we talk about digital movies, uh, DVDs, Blu-rays, and all of that kind of stuff. See you next week. You can find Jarrett Jarowski's um, place of business, Comic Factory 4, on Notre Dame Avenue in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And you can also find him on Facebook.